everyone. If you are a mom struggling with energy, time, and frustration around your food, fitness, and hormones, you're in the right place. I am sharing real life strategies from over a decade in the health and wellness space, as well as coaching over hundreds of busy moms just like you into healthier, happier, and more confident relationships with food, fitness, and their bodies. Not to mention my own personal journey, my own personal struggles with hormones, health, and body image. I'm Natalie Guevara, macronutrition coach, female hormone and metabolism expert, and personal trainer. I am the creator of Moderation Through Macros, my signature nutrition coaching curriculum, founder of Strong Mamas and Macros, my program that helps moms realign their hormones to lose the weight that they want, have more energy, and feel more confident in their bodies, as well as the owner of Updog Wellness and Fitness. I'm also your host for the Strong Mamas and Macros podcast, and I can't wait to dive in with you today. Hey everyone, I hope you are having a fantastic week and a fantastic day. I am recording today from North Carolina. I am visiting my family in North Carolina, so not at home in Asheville, but um, it's been a nice little getaway. Today's episode is going to be a reflection episode. So um, I actually don't even have any notes. So we're just going to roll with it today. But um, I we came into town into North Carolina, which by the way, it's really, really cold here. And um, so I'm snuggled up with blankets and my little poodle is sitting here snoring. So if you hear some snorting and things like that, it's actually not the Boston. Um, it's the toy poodle snoring, uh, but it's just so cold here. But anyway, we came in um, and did some celebration with my two teenagers, now two teenagers now. Um, my oldest, Brooks, turned 15 this past Saturday, and my youngest, Parker, turned 13 on Monday. And so in real time, getting this episode out a couple of days late, if you missed my spill on that, you know, a couple of weeks ago, part of, of what I want to to offer you guys with this podcast is, is some authenticity and some transparency. And so Monday, not only being a Monday, um, being Parker's birthday, not being at home, it was a uh, on my to-do list to get this podcast out, but it just didn't happen. And um, that's okay because I just really want to share what I've been able to reflect on really in the last 15 years. So if you are new here, you may not be as familiar with my story and how I got started, but a lot of how I got started and and got into this space was my journey after having children. And um, for those that are brand, brand new, we're also expecting our our third later this summer. So quite quite an age gap there. So kind of the start over phase. But um, I wanted to to kind of share what I've been reflecting on as far as you know, becoming a mom and how it influenced my health and how it influenced my journey. Um, And so I just felt really, really inspired to, to just kind of just do that. Just, just reflect to give you like a public journal, um, journaling page or, or whatever, whatever you'd like to think of it as. So a little bit less traditional, um, than the normal episodes. And, and so I shared on my social media and for you guys that, that don't follow me, you can find me on Instagram, Natalie Brooke Guevara. Brooke is with an E. Um, I did share some of these things on my social media a few weeks ago. Um, but I really, as I looked back on, you know, how far I've come 
and, um, you know, where I want to go and kind of the pivotal moments. There's a lot that's really happened in, in the last 15 years. And, you know, for me, one of the things that I love about, you know, really planning and goal setting is rather than looking at things in like 12 month cycles and, you know, the traditional new year's thing. Um, I like to look at things in, in quarters. And so setting quarterly goals, um, not just for, you know, I know that's pretty common in business practice and I definitely do that in my business, but um, also for personal and, and health related goals as well. That's actually one of the questions that I ask clients when they apply to, to work with me. Um, for those that aren't familiar, my, my signature program is 90 days and that's part of, part of why that is. And so encouraging people to, to look at their goals and what's realistic to accomplish in, in 90 days. And so um, it's interesting, you know, obviously their birthdays don't change every single year, but being able to, to look at this as kind of a, a mile marker, um, I guess, I guess that's a little bit of pregnancy hormones or the fact that we will have a newborn um, here shortly, or the fact that maybe they're both teenagers, it's the end of the first quarter. And so I'm just, you know, really reflecting on what I've accomplished this quarter, what I want to accomplish next quarter. And that just kind of spiraled me into, um, you know, really reflecting how far I've come in 15 years. And for those that are listening and they're like, well, of course, 15 years is a really long time. Um, part of the reason that I, I felt really inspired to to put this out publicly was that I, I hear a lot of clients coming to me. And when we, we, we talk about um, finding sustainability and we find um, something that's realistic for a transformation, a lot of folks, you know, can be disappointed or they can be frustrated when, when I do talk about things things like playing the long game. Um, and so when I think about it and what I what I hear from a lot of people and a lot of the feedback that I get uh, once I, I've had clients that really have hit that that transformation that they were seeking is that that they thought it was going to be a long time, but it really wasn't. Um, because unfortunately, so many women that I work with have fought with their bodies for 10 plus years. And so of course, when we get to that point, we're kind of fed up with fighting. Um, and then, you know, I'm, I'm chatting with folks and I'm like, you know, we need to look at this and, and these 90 day little, little increments and, and look at what the long game looks like. And so for, for folks that, that are looking at, you know, 50 pounds, even sometimes 20 pounds, um, looking at, you know, where we want to be in six months, where we want to be in 12 months. And that seems like a really long time, but when you reflect on, you know, 10 years of fighting over, 10 to 20 pounds, 50 pounds, whatever it is, um, that's a much longer time period for me. And so I just wanted to share. Um, so I, I made a list of five things that were the most transformative in my own health journey. And I wanted to kind of um, go a little bit more in depth into that and kind of walk through kind of what that looked like and how that happened and, and what what inspired the change in hopes that that will inspire some of you all to create the transformation that you seek or create the transformation that you desire. And so the first point that I had come up with is the fact that you cannot hate yourself into a happier life, a better body, or a healthier relationship. And so this is something, you know, everything that I share with you, I'm just going to be fully transparent that I learned in a really hard way. Um, so this is something that I learned after, um, you know, really having both boys, but, you know, 15 years ago, I was 
obviously 15 years younger. Um, I was quite young. I had this newborn baby. Um, I gained 97 pounds with my first pregnancy. So it was a, a huge shift. I was into competitive horseback riding. I was very active leading up to, um, getting pregnant with, with the first. And so, um, it was a, a huge shift physically, um, a huge shift um, mentally and emotionally, aside from the fact that I was becoming a mom, I was working, I was doing all the things to deal with the the extra weight on my body and the the um, the way I saw myself or the way I felt in my body. It was all, uh, it was, a, it was a really difficult time. I had a really difficult labor and delivery with, with Brooks and, and a really, really difficult recovery. So there was, there was a whole lot of things going on there on, on top of that. Um, for those that aren't familiar with the whole story, I was in an abusive relationship when, when Brooks was born and the person that I was with looked at me at two weeks postpartum when I was ready to, to pack up and leave and told me that I um, I couldn't leave because no one would ever want me because of the way my body looked. And so that was um, probably probably something that will, um, you know, be embedded in me for quite some time. Um, that's some, that was what, you know, spiraled my, my therapy journey many, many years ago, but I'm really grateful for that. And, you know, one of my mentors, uh, Jade Tita, Dr. Jade Tita, he talks a lot about turning pain into purpose. So as far as making a huge transformational shift in my health, it did spark that, but not in the way that you might think, and I'll get into that. But as far as now, looking back on my mission and and what I really work for in my career, I can definitely really trace it back to that painful moment, really being able to shape that into to working with women and, and being able to empower women um, to not feel confined or ashamed uh, of their bodies and to to be more body positive and to have confidence in their skin and to help them cultivate their, their confidence. So, you know, looking back on that now, 15 years later, and so almost, it was you know, two weeks after he was born. So not quite 15 years, but about 15 years later, it really was like a, a powerful moment in, in my life. And so at the time it was really painful, but I'm, I'm grateful that I'm actually able to look back and now, now and say like, I'm, I'm, I'm really actually grateful for that moment. However, at that particular time, um, it didn't transform me into saying, well, you know, I'm just going to be really healthy now. What it did was turn me into a person that, that felt like, um, if I worked through guilt and shame and hated my body, um, that I could, I could shift my body into what I wanted it to be or what I thought it needed to be. Um, the, the same with relationships. And so coming out of an abusive relationship, I thought that, you know, I could hate myself into to being desirable. Um, you know, I could hate myself into a, a good relationship with the gym or a good relationship with food and all these different things. And that's something that's a demon that I fought for years. And the, the reality is, is that it just 
wasn't true. Um, and so no matter who you, who you are, what your history is, what your circumstances are, everyone has insecurities. And that's just the reality of what it is. Um, if you haven't been following along with my current pregnancy journey, I have a lot of insecurities now. And part of that is probably due to the trauma that I had during my very first pregnancy and my very first postpartum experience. And so trauma is something that that I got really involved in through my my yoga teaching days and something that I really utilize in my coaching practice dealing with autoimmunity because it's such an important plays such an important role is you know uh that's the title of the book but one of my favorite books on the subject the body keeps the score it's accurate these things are stored into our body and so I haven't been um pregnant and in years and years and years or gone through the postpartum journey um and so once my body started to get into that place it started to remember some of these these traumatizing events and so it's something that I've definitely had to had to come up on and had to really think through and work through and and things like that um but you know even but between now and when I started to really work on my health, when I started to really work on my wellness, not just from a physical aspect, from, from a mental aspect as well, there's still plenty of times that I deal with insecurities. Um, I've spoken to, uh, into it on this podcast multiple times, being in the fitness space, feeling like I need to look a certain way, do a certain thing, say a certain thing. Um, and so those are, those are, things that can either steer the ship and unfortunately for a lot of people that they do it does um, or or you can choose to manage those insecurities and you can steer the ship in a different direction so looking at making a transformation you know looking at the intrinsic or extrinsic motivation usually the extrinsic motivation is is steering the ship in a direction that you're trying to to mold or shape or, or yes even hate yourself into something thing that's not even meaningful for you, right? It's based on others' opinions. It's based on your opinion of what others think of you or what you think you should be or become um, based on others' others' opinions. And so really learning to, to manage insecurities, and this goes into managing emotions and managing your mindset, which is why, again, it's such a um, not the sexiest part of my coaching process or my coaching program, but such an important part of it. And um, I shared this on this on social media as well the other day. You know, arguably, it's it's something that yes, somebody that's been in the industry as long as that I as I have still deal with on a regular basis. But um, you know, really having the knowledge to get past some of the things that you have to get past in order. To, to truly to truly find the best version of yourself or to live your best life, the the mindset pieces are often things that you just can't go at alone. And it's something that I know that I don't. Um, I have all the science knowledge. I have all the the background to be able to 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 coach myself through the macros, through the fitness, to all the things. But managing um, some of these insecurities, managing some of these mindset issues is something that it's always helpful to have the support of a mentor, a guide, a, a coach, or whatever have you on that and it, which is why I, I firmly believe in, in having support like that and it's something that I will um, continue to invest in for myself and I've actually I've, I've kind of had fun with it but I've started to look into um, what kind of coaching support I'm going to have in my postpartum journey because I think that that's really really important all right so 
that was number one. You cannot bully. You cannot hate yourself into a happier life, a healthier body. Um, you cannot change your health by hating any part about you. Um, it has to come from a place of compassion, but realize that everyone deals with insecurities. We just can't let those insecurities direct our path. We have to learn to manage that. And so part of learning to manage that is shifting how you talk to yourself, the things that you think, the things that you consume. Um, yeah. And just what you believe about yourself. And again, that's the, that's the tricky, tricky mindset part, but you can't sit there and look at yourself in the mirror and talk about how much you hate your body or how much you wish you look different or how much you hate the way this looks on you. And there's that and the other and expect to have positive change and expect a positive transformation there. You can hold two truths. You can want something better for your health, something better for your body and still be appreciative and still love yourself as you are. And that's a really powerful shift and a really powerful transformation on its own. And I promise you, if you can learn to make that shift, if you can have support in making that shift, literally anything is possible. I spoke with a new client um, last week who was talking about uh, feeling really insecure about wanting to put on muscle. Uh, she's a female. And so she has a goal of, of building muscle and and getting stronger. And, and, you know, this is a goal that I really resonate because I very much like the muscle on my body. And it's, again, something I've had to deal with during the pregnancy journey. Um, but, you know, it, all these insecurities go both ways. And so, yes, it's totally It's totally possible to build muscle as a woman and no, it does not make you look manly. Um, and so we, we work through some of those things to be able to say like, this is our desire and how are we going to shift this into a transformation and, you know, do it in a really positive way that we can, we can love our body. And, um, you know, for those that have never tried to put on muscle, it can be a really, a really frustrating process because it's slow. Um, and so working through that, but everyone deals with insecurities in different ways. And so this is what puts me into my, my second thing that I've learned, um, in the last 15 years as I kind of reflect on my health. And so, um, so I dealt with a lot of, a lot of hate, a lot of insecurity in between Brooks and Parker's births, um, I gained 97 with Brooks. I gained 18 pounds with Parker. Probably still not. Either one of those scenarios was a perfect example of flipping from one end of the continuum to the other because I definitely wasn't in a healthy place through my pregnancy with Parker. Um, I was super fixated on the food that I was taking in. I was, um, you know, addicted to exercise. I shared on one of my bonus episodes about pregnancy um, that I started working out with Jillian Michaels, 30 day shreds, six days after Parker was born. Um, so there was still a lot of, of, of hate for my body. Um, there was still a lot of insecurity in my body. And so um, it's really what started to propel me into becoming obsessed with fitness. And again, it wasn't, it wasn't healthy. However, I can look back on that and say, wow, I'm really grateful because that obsession is what started getting me where I am today because that obsession leaded into me wanting to become a certified personal trainer. And when I kept hurting myself, that led me into wanting to learn how to practice yoga and teach yoga, which propelled me into nutrition. So it all served a purpose. Um, you know, looking back on it for a while, I would look back on it and I would just really, really be ashamed um, of the way that I talked to myself, the way I felt about my body in my actions, especially in my profession. But, you know, here we are, I guess, uh, really the shift started to, to happen around 13, 
13 years ago, 12 years ago. And so I can finally at this point over a decade look back and say, wow, I'm really grateful for those experiences because that really, I really was able to take those mistakes, to take those pains and, and turn them into something for the better. So anyway, um, the second thing that I, 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 I say, I wish I would have known, um, because that's super cliche to like, say, reflect back. And what do you wish you could have told yourself? But, you know, again, I I don't necessarily wish that I would have known this because it took my experiences to be able to learn this. And, you know, truthfully, it makes me a better, better coach for it. It makes me a better person today for it. Um, but becoming confident in who I was and learning to cultivate, the ability to show up to as myself, being willing to show up as myself. And this is something just in full transparency that I'm still working on. It was 100% my goal coming into 2022. I sent out a lengthy email to all my current clients and just wanted to let them know that like 2022 is my year to show up more fully as myself, to be more transparent, to be more vulnerable. Um, I see a lot of coaches out there that are are held up on pedestals, truthfully, um, for, you know, with their bodies or the things that they eat or whatever they do. But the reality is, is no matter what your profession is, no matter what your education is, we're all human beings. And so I want folks to recognize that I have a a ton of knowledge, a ton of education, but I'm still a human being. I still need coaches. Having a coach is something I hid for a really long time. I had this limiting belief that people wouldn't hire me to be their coach if they knew that I had a coach. And the reality of that is, is, you know, if anybody doesn't want to hire me because I have a coach, then that's their prerogative. However, the fact that I have a coach has made me such a better coach. Um, Not to get off on a side tangent, but just really understanding what it feels like to be coached, what it feels like to be vulnerable and open up to another person, what it feels to like submit my my food or or whatever for, for feedback. All of these things I have shifted into my own coaching practice. I learn things from my coach all the time, and I'm able to transfer that to to my own um, my own clients. And so it really has been like something that adds value to my clients rather than you know anything that would ever take away from their experience. So anyway, being able to to be vulnerable and show up as myself is, was like. I don't know, taking off layers, um, you know, understanding that, that I could be who I am and it's a much powerful message when I'm actually who I am. Um, but being able to do that and, and transforming my health, um, it was just huge. I didn't realize how much anxiety, how much stress I was holding on because of the opinions of other people and the stress that I had worrying about what other people were thinking. Um, worrying, you know, going back to the coaching thing, worrying about what other people would think about me having a coach. Like I was spent, I, I wasted so much energy just to be like, Ooh, I can't let anyone know. Um, that I have a coach and now anyone that speaks to me probably knows that I have, you know, uh, three or four mentors, a, a coach of my own. I regularly see my therapist, like all of these things. And that's just a part of um, how I've become who I am still becoming and how I'm actually able to pour into others and support others through the journeys that I've been through. So it doesn't take them 15 years. So it doesn't take them, um, you know, uh, 
yeah, you'll ha- still have to mess up, but making the same kind of mistakes that that I, I've made, and and more importantly, having the support and the guidance to be able to transform and become who they're becoming, um, with the with the knowledge and with the support that I'm able to offer. So, um, that was something that you know was a was a mental and emotional shift, but the direct correlation between, especially you know, since stress has is so huge with autoimmunity, the way that my 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 health transformed um, just from being able to say like, you know, this is who I am. I was able to sleep better. My energy was better. My appetite was better. Um, and it felt like such an insignificant shift at the time. But in reflection, I can I can look back on that and say, wow, um, that was huge. And again, this is something that I continue to work on going back into point num- number one, insecurities is something that we all deal with. And so having that confidence is, um, it is something that, that I, I, suppose I will continue to struggle with for, for years down the road. And I I think that's, that's normal. That's natural. Um, the other big thing that was huge in my own personal transformation over the last 15 years is taking care of my health as a non-negotiable. And again, this is not something that started 15 years ago. This is something that started, Um, I don't know, maybe seven years ago. Um, And still, again, to this day, full transparency is something that I still have to remind myself. And again, why I still have the support system (laughs) of coaches. Um, But, you know, at the very beginning, I treated my health as something that I could manipulate through punishment, hate, and and shame and guilt, as as I've already mentioned. And that really didn't shift at all. And then compounded with, uh, I was a single mom, for many years, um, feeling guilty about anything that I did outside of work and, 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 and doing for, for the kids or being with the kids. Um, and, you know, just to, again, through experience, through education, through knowledge, you 100% can pour into your kids fully and still take care of yourself. Those are not mutually exclusive. You can hold two truths. I am an exceptional mom and I take care of myself. And what I do wish I would have learned sooner is that the more that you take care of yourself, the better you can show up for your family. I spent a lot of years, a lot of those early years that I truly missed out on because I was exhausted. I was run down. I was unhealthy. Um, And so that is one thing that I wish I could go back and shift and change. However, um, it is something that I'm very confident and very much know to be true now. Um, but you know, early years, I, I, I spent a lot of time working in order to, to pay the bills, to, to buy our home, um, all those different things. And then I shifted into third shift work. So I worked third shift for, um, four years and that was, that was hard. That was hard on my health. That was hard on my family. And so my health very much was pushed on the back burner burner until it no longer became an option. And unfortunately, this is something that I hear for uh, a lot of my clients, especially those dealing with autoimmunity, PCOS, Hashimoto's, is that they put their health on the back burner until it's no longer an option to do so. And that was was the point that that I got to. And so I started to make small shifts um, there. And this was when I was in the heat of my, my education around nutrition, um, the heat of, you know, really starting to do my yoga teacher training to, to really focus on my personal training. And I slowly shifted out of that career into to doing what I do now full time. 
Um, and it all started with making small shifts there. It was um, something that I I learned after, you know, again, I had this mentality of I could invest in education if I was going to utilize it not to just serve myself, but to serve others. And so I spent a lot of money and a lot of energy and a lot of time on learning about nutrition, learning about fitness and learning about ways um, to, to support my body. But, you know, looking at it as a way that I could give back. And I, I very much look back on that and see that as like the the mothering aspect. Um, however, what I learned as I, you know, I definitely made some, some shifts there. I lost a bunch of weight that I gained working third shift when I was able to regulate that, was able to, to get some strength back. But then when I really started to deal with the autoimmunity issues, um, that's when I really had to learn to invest in myself, not just invest in myself and my education so that I could help others, but to actually invest in myself. And so this looked like, um, and again, full transparency, still, still learning some of these things, like um, creating strong boundaries, creating strong boundaries, you know, and um, in favor of my health, um, investing in mentors and coaches to 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 look on the outside and see the things that I was missing to find my blind spots. Um, I had to learn to show up even when I didn't feel like it. And I can tell you 100% if you are in the heat of Hashimoto's or PCOS and you're tired and you're achy and you're anxious and you're depressed, that is hard. That is hard, um, but it was necessary. And I had to develop the understanding of how worthy I, I was to care for myself, how much my health was worth investing in. My body was worth investing in. My mental health was was worth investing in. And I, I'm not going to lie, as a single mom, you know, even investing in therapy and, and that aspect of my mental health was, was hard. Um, and so I got to a point, I looked at my husband one day and I told him, I said, um, this is what it feels like to be, to, to, to die. This is what it feels like to actively die. And so, um, so yeah, at that point, I, I, I really had the understanding that my, my life depended on it. And for a lot of people that are listening to this, yours, yours might too, you know, um, being able to, to say like, I, I'm just going through the motions. I'm just, you know, living day to day and nothing is really lighting me up. You know, maybe that's, that's you. And this is, this is resonating as, 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 yeah, it's, it's time to put your health first, your, your happiness, your well being, And I can tell you, um, the, the memories and the experiences that I've had with family, with friends, with my, with my animals, um, since I made that shift has been, been huge. Um, and, and that is one thing that I wish I could go back and say, Hey, you should have done this a whole lot sooner. And so just bleeding into that, um, the other big piece that I learned throughout this transformational process is that sometimes it's okay. Not sometimes all the time. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. And so whether this is help in your personal life, this is help in your career, help at your job, um, help with your nutrition, help with your fitness, help with your health, your mental health, your emotional health. Um, you don't have to do it all. And it doesn't make you a weak person to ask for help. In fact, one of the things that I learned and I did uh, very much early on 
in my career, um, early on and just like my adult life, I, I very much felt like, um, I had this badge of honor from, from hustling, from grinding, from working hard. I took a lot of pride in what I was able to do. I was able to, to work full time. I was able to work two jobs and pay for, you know, all the education that I did. Um, I was able to pay for yoga teacher trainings. I was able to, you know, pay the bills and, and still take my kids on vacation and, and do all these things. And, you know, it was like, it felt like it would wound me to just say, Hey, I need help. Um, or I can't do this alone. And so very much, um, and still to this day, my, my husband will call me out and he'll be like, it's okay for me to help you. Um, and it can be something really simple as something around the house or, you know, helping me with, <laughs> with paperwork or with work or, or something like that. I recently hired, um, at the end of 2021, I hired my first real assistant and that was really, really hard. It's something that I battled with for a long time because in my coaching business, I've done everything from, you know, appointments to paperwork, to billing, to all of the things the entire time. But, you know, the freedom that it gives up, it gives up to be able to say, Hey, I need help. And the same thing happened with my nutrition and my fitness. I was, doing quote, all the right things, getting nowhere. Um, I was getting nowhere with my body. I was getting nowhere with my health. Um, it was, it was influencing my mental health. It was influencing my family. And I, I shared the reflection back in December of, of last year. There was a point in the summer of 2021 that I was ready to quit. I was like, you know what? I can't get results from myself. I'm just, I'm just a fraud. Um, but it turns out that I did have the knowledge. I just needed, I needed the guidance and the support to help cultivate the roadmap that was right for me. I needed someone to be able to look in and say, Hey, this is what you're missing. Um, and of course it's always super obvious at the time. It's like, Oh, um, but it was able to, I was able to, you know, get off my high horse and say, Hey, I need help. But at that point I, I really was making huge shifts in how I was showing up with as a coach. And I, I was really confident in what I was doing. And it was really hard um, for me to step back and say, hey, I need help. Um, you know, and truthfully, it's the same around the house. It's the same with a lot of things. But um, asking for help is really a badge of strength, not a sign of weakness. And so I encourage you, if you're looking to make a transformation, you know, again, whether it's at home, work, or with your health, ask for help. It can be a really, really powerful shift. And then the last thing is taking ownership of your life. And this is something that I actually can stand back and say that I'm really proud of doing really, really early. And so, you know, looking back at, at all the things that I've accomplished and all the shifts and the transformations that I've made in the last 15 years, it all started with the willingness to take ownership and say, this is my life. I'm taking, taking back over the wheel. I'm going to take control. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to move through the muck and I'm just going to, I'm just going to move. Um, so looking back at that, I can see a lot of areas that I did that of, of course, um, you know, through the way there was a lot of setbacks. And so, um, I really feel that my healing process started 15 years ago with the birth of my first, um, 
you know, there's a lot of traumatic things there and, and the healing process is not linear. But one thing that, that had to be true throughout that whole thing is even when things felt out of control, even when things weren't going my way, even when I felt like giving up, there's always a sense of, of, of ownership. Um, and that's something that I, I take pride of at the end of the day. Um, I still fall in victim mentality sometimes. I still get the, the woe with me. Uh, but you have to take responsibility for yourself and for your outcomes. There's always going to be circumstances that we can't control, right? Um, I didn't love working third shift, didn't love working third shift and then going to a first shift job. It was hard. Um, there was a lot of circumstances there that I just couldn't control because I had bills to pay and children to take care of. Um, I made lots of mistakes. I made mistakes with my health, with my fitness, especially when I was in the heat of exercise addi addiction and eating disorder. Um, I made tons of mistakes, but I can honestly look back and say, you know, I owned them. I had crappy days. I still have crappy days. Um, there were a lot of tears that were shed. There's still a lot of tears that are shed. Um, but, you know, learning to, to move through these things, learning to love myself, even when I felt unlovable, um, becoming confident and being willing to show up as myself, being willing to show up and do the work, taking care of myself realizing that it's a non-negotiable. I mean, that's, I've had a hard pregnancy so far. And that's one of the things that I can honestly say that's helped me the most is recognizing that I need to advocate for myself and I need to, to take responsibility of my health. And it's, it is non-negotiable. My life does depend on it. I'm still asking for help all of the time. And so ownership is, is the big one. It's a non-negotiable. If you, if you want to transform your life, you have to own where you are not condemn it, own it, recognize where you have room to grow, where you have room to change and what it's going to take to get you there. And so I feel, I felt called to share this today. Um, you know, again, based off of reflections, based off of my own personal experience, but, you know, really based off of the conversations and the things that I, I see on the internet. Um, but really looking at, at folks that, that are, are struggling to be able to, to step into that place. They, they feel, um, um, they feel confined by not being able to just say like, Hey, I'm going to take control of this. I'm going to, to make this shift. I'm going to make this transformation. And a lot of these are just limiting beliefs. A lot of these are lack of belief in yourself, your self-worth and what is possible for you. And one thing that I can honestly say with complete pride is that over the last 15 years, there were so many ups and downs. And, you know, one thing, aside from the ownership, the one thing that I, I feel that I've always held on to is the belief in what is possible for my life, what is possible for my health and what is possible for myself. And I didn't really realize that. Um, I started to really make that shift back into belief last June uh, when I hired my mentor that I'm still working with. And one of her, her biggest things is like, and it sounds so woo woo and so cheesy is that you have to believe that the transformation is possible. You have to believe what you desire is possible because if you don't believe it, how is it ever going to be possible? And so when I reflect back to the mistakes, when I reflect back to the challenges, the heartbreak, um, um, really like the lowest lows in, in the last 15 years. 
I can always look back now and see that even when I felt like I had no other option, I always had this small glimmer of belief that it's not always going to be this way. It is not always going to be so hard. And so that is the one thing that I I want to to leave you with. Take ownership um, and take belief because truly, truly, if you're seeking a transformation, anything that you truly believe in is possible for you. So that is what I wanted to share with you guys today, a little kind of a sappy reflection as we go through these, these birthday experiences. Um, but I hope this inspired someone. I hope this resonated with you. I would always, as always love to hear from you guys. I've had so many amazing conversations, uh, consultations for my 90 days program with folks coming from the podcast. I love it when I get an application and they say, I heard you on your podcast because I, um, I feel like we already know each other, but, um, uh, but yeah, so reach out anything. I would love to hear what you would love to for me to chat about on the podcast and I can't wait to be back with you next week but before we jump in I'd love to take a head to updogwellnessandfitness.com forward slash five keys to download my free guide the five keys to balancing your hormones so that you can lose the weight that you want have more energy and more confidence in your body without restricting food and spending hours in the gym it's completely free and it's my gift to you I hope you enjoy